All right. Thank you, folks, for tuning into another Bucks of America podcast. I have Fred McDonald here, and he and he is in the super master class here at the Train to Hunt podcast or at the Train to Hunt uh, event here in Tyrell Basin in Wisconsin. So I'm I'm glad to have you on. So nice to have you on. So Fred, why don't we? Because we 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 talked the first time here a few weeks back. Why don't we? Why don't we open up your life story a little bit more? Not detail but like but like give us a broad picture of where fred came from or like where are you from where you grew up and then like what you did in your in your adult life and then now you're retired and go from there okay yeah thank you jeff for talking to me again you're this welcome is quite an honor so so um i was born in chicago raised in the north north side of chicago okay um if you're familiar with old riverview park i'm i've not was, been there i'll bring the mic a little bit closer I was I, I grew up about four blocks from from Perfect. Riverview Park. So what is Riverview Park like? So this way the, the listeners can. It was an amusement park. Okay. Long, long before uh, Great America or anything like that. So in my uh, mind, those are still the best roller coasters. I'm sure they don't compare the, to these these the days, newer but, ones. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. So that's really so interesting. Then and, and continue. Go on. And then, um, so I've always lived either in Chicago or in mm-hmm. the suburbs near mm-hmm. suburbs. Okay. Um, I'm a lawyer for 40 years this year. Wow! Congratulations for that's a big milestone. So I take it you are you a name partner or I have my own office. Well, so. that's impressive <laughs> in itself because you that takes a lot of grit to get going. Yeah. So so I w- retired pretty much, stopped my practice a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um, since then I've been working on getting my. Um, uh, certificate as an alcohol and drug counselor. Yeah, you, you, you I, told I, me a little about that. Yeah. So, so I, what's, what will you be doing with that? Well, I took classes. I've already passed the test, mm-hmm. and I just need some paid experience now. Mm-hmm. I was working mm-hmm. at a prison for a while, Okay. Um, running a group, a treatment prison in mm-hmm. Illinois, mm-hmm. Um, as part of my work hours. So I'm not sure w- where it's, it's going to take me. Okay, uh, so you know you're you're, you're going to find out more like on Monday, or it's um, it's still something in the works that you had to work towards, or something like what's what it, what's what's the next step for you to get that paid position with the facility? Uh, finish my my work hours. I've, I'm oh. kind of in between right now, so oh, I've, all right, I've, I've slowed down a little bit on that after the prison, mm-hmm, and I've mm-hmm. uh, I was worked at a shoe store, a running store for a while. Okay, with my friend. Well, it makes sense because you because you've done Ironman, you've done marathons, right? Correct. Yeah, I've been running for a long time. So take it you just worked there to get the discount, huh? No, it's my friend. Just, <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. It's like a discount does help when, you, especially like you you spend so much time running because you also run for charities, don't you? I run for a charity called uh, Back on My Feet, um, which is in I think seventeen states, mm-hmm. and it's deals uh, helps out homeless people. Okay. Formerly homeless people, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. gets them into a running group and shows them the the change in your life that can happen with running. It's Makes sense. Very inspirational to see someone change from being homeless to being part of a group. That's just, good. Where no one asks you if you have a car, or if you have any money, you just run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. That's very. Now, how long have you been doing that? Uh, a few years, about three, four years. Okay. And then I run with a, a friend um, from the group that I met in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done a few half marathons, uh, but he's blind, so I guide. Ah. I, I'm his his guide, and that's, he's formerly homeless. Well, that's that's impressive to really yeah. have that 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 brother brotherhood, you know, between the two of you. And you, and you, what you practicing law? What did you practice for forty years? 
Um, in the later later years, mostly family law, divorce, okay. mm -hmm. uh, custody cases, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. I just got tired of people fighting. Fair enough. I could I could see yeah. moving. Away. It's it's lucrative. I mean, it allows you to retire, but it's like it's so negative, so hard on the soul. Right. So <laughs> you have kids? Uh, yeah, I have three. Um, my oldest is thirty five. Mm -hmm. My son, and then I have a son, um, thirty four, mm -hmm. and my daughter's twenty eight. Wow. Any grandkids? Uh, two grandkids. Oh, isn't it exciting? Yeah. So now, how old are they? The grandkids. One just turned four, and my. Um, one is going to be one next month. That is exciting. July twenty second. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's it's just always a, a big like. I have a six year old, so it's like when my when my dad found out he was going to be a grandpa, it's just like it's like it's, he gets all giddy about it, and it's like with her being six now, it's like that 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 when he get to four, it's like you can see start seeing a little bit more what they like to do, and like I got mine took to archery. She really liked archery and she liked fishing. So it's like it, it, it allowed us to bond on our time when we when we're spent together. So at least you have an opportunity to find out what her personality is going to be like. If she's going to be intellectual, she's going to be an outdoorsy person, Tom girl, a tomboy. Right, right. Yeah. She's doing everything right now. That's great. And like, the little one is mm -hmm. just starting to do things. So okay. it's just all, every time I see her, she does something new. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. great to hear. Then... Uh, so now, have you have you? So where have you traveled with some doing your some of your marathons and your uh, Ironman competitions? Um, the marathon um, I've done a, a bunch in Chicago, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and then I did one in St. Louis, and I ran the Boston Marathon um, some years ago, and then I've done uh, Ironman in Ironman Madison, Wisconsin, five mm -hmm. times. Wow! Uh, and then I did um, Lake Placid, mm -hmm. New York, two wow. two times. Impressive. And then um, I did two other Ironman. They're not official with the MDAT, but mm -hmm, um, in mm -hmm. Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Those were my first two. Exciting. So those were the hardest. Really? Yeah. So now what made them so hard? There was a race director. It was a character, mm -hmm. real laid back. And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. the, the course wasn't marked real well. So we got lost on the bike. Oh, wow. So we added it like 10 miles on the bike oh no and that, and it added some time on the swim too so <laughs> that gets a little frustrating now have you thought about jumping into the ultra marathons like doing the 100 mile or through the moab 250 uh yeah a few years ago i ran into some um a group in chicago called the chicago flatlanders okay and um i did a i've uh, done like 450 mile races okay and i've done one 100 mile how was the one 100 mile for you? It was different. It was different. I don't know if I would do one again. Okay. Um, because physically I started to like kind of break down. Makes sense. And it lasted for a little while, like a, a week or so. Oh, for the, the repercussions of like kind of got like, kind of like almost like a hangover, but it's like your body just recovering. Yeah, more than the other type of events. So, so if somebody is going to prepare for a 50-mile or a 100-mile race, what would you? What would be your advice to them? Um, well, the main thing is the only difference between a 50-mile training for a 50-miler and, and a marathon really is an extra long run, <laughs> like okay. on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So like back-to-back -back long runs. Fair enough. Was there something in your diet that you affected or was it something like with did finding taking salt pills help you avoid lactic acid buildup? What really helped you c finish these races since they are quite uh, um, toll, take a lot of toll on a man's body? 
I didn't. I can't remember doing anything special. Oh, okay. So you're just, right. just kind of just doing your normal because you've been a physically fit person for a long time. And so, and if you don't mind, how how old are you today? Sixty six. Man, it's, it's seeing you out here today is just really inspirational here at the, the Train to Hunt event, and it's like watching you get out there, complete the race in this hot, humid climates right now here in wisconsin is is ridiculous and like you and i first met here a couple weeks ago when they did a trial a practice run here and i ran the, I, I didn't run the complete course but I, I got the gist of it and this is a very challenging thing and it's like it, it, what i learned from that is that it's like i needed to focus on key aspects of my lower body so since then in my in my when my workout at the gym i actually do box steps like we do here and i use the medicine balls or a kettlebell to to mimic the, the the rucksacks with all the weight in so this way then i can be able to gain that balance because like doing that it's like show me i need to work on my tendon strength of my knees work on the balance and work on, and just maintain and like not rushing it following through with technique so this way i'm able to recover quicker not not worry about damaging myself and uh so how would you hear about this again here in uh train to hunt I just found it online. Mm -hmm. I think I told you before. I oh, had, yes. I had, I had just bought this bow mm -hmm. um, like in March, mm -hmm. and I had shot just a couple times. I'm brand new. Mm -hmm. and, and then I had surgery, and so I was out until May, mm -hmm. and I was, I was unhappy, and I couldn't have my dog because he's 50 pounds. I couldn't lift anything more than 10 pounds, so I couldn't okay. use my bow. I couldn't do anything. I was just looking online mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. something to cheer me up. And what makes Fred here so remarkable is you're also a cancer survivor too. It's like you've really got the grit just to keep moving forward and keep pushing yourself. Like you do so much for the community around there and then coming up here and doing this and being an inspiration for not only myself, but for Nate and for Brian and, and then getting taking you become such natural with the bow because like I watched you shoot. I, I filmed you shoot on, on a couple of my live streams and it's like watching you after going through the course and being able to get up there, put all of your arrows on target. I mean, granted, they weren't all perfect, but you hit on target. You didn't have to do extra, any extra burpees or anything with knock on wood, because those are not fun at all, especially after running that 200 yard race. Yeah. Well, down here, I hit all the targets, but mm -hmm. I did miss that giant bear up top. Well, you know, so it's like 20 burpees. Well, at least, at, least, at least you had time to recover until you got to that point, but then at that, because you carry, uh, you carried 30 pounds, correct, or 20 pounds? 20. 20 up there for the challenge for the pack up there. Yeah. And that's still quite a thing. It's quite, still quite a bit. And I, and I, you, you bought a new pack because when you had when you when you first tried it, you you had this very very uh, simple pack this that wasn't designed for what you what you needed to do the frame yeah mm -hmm. some actually that's someone loaned that to me oh as well it, it was a brand new pack he's never used it oh oh to uh, today's. Yeah, my friend okay. Patrick from the dog park. Oh, fantastic. And it's like a multi-day mm -hmm. camping thing, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he's never used it. So I told him I was going to get a little dirty for him. Oh, there you go. Let's, let's, let's get some action out of it, too. Yeah. So uh, from the from the practice run today, what did you learn more about yourself? Like um, uh, about your body and, like, and how you persevered. Like, Give us a little breakdown of what was going down through your head mentally going up the three-mile course. Yeah, yeah. Well, after the practice, I, I, I felt real confident because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the, the the practice day took all the mystery out of the event. True. Other than the shooting um, <laughs> on the course, but we yes. did the whole course. We did mm -hmm. all the physical part of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Took the entire mystery out for me. Okay. Um, and I knew I needed to work on my core for those get-ups or whatever they call them, which I did not do. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> 
And okay. So I, the core is something I always ignore. Ah. And and those were those were kind of the hardest ones to do. That makes it didn't say how'd your core work out today with being in the environment we were in today. It was good. I mean, it was what I expected mm-hmm. to, to, to be. The difficulty of that that one little portion mm-hmm. of it. And you and, and you said you're going to be here tomorrow, correct? Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm not going to be participating in that either. I'll be doing the exact same thing I'm doing today, but it's like, I'm really looking forward to seeing like how many people are actually going to be able to return. Cause it's like, it's going to be quite the challenge. Cause uh, there's going to be more targets out there to hit. You still got to go through it. But the nice thing is you don't have to go through the challenges before you hit the course. Right. There's no physical uh, challenge of any kind. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's all shooting. Mm-hmm. And Brian, the race director, told me today that the course will not be kind <laughs> to newbies. <laughs> that is true. But so it's, 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 it's at least it gets people out there and it's like, now what would you, uh, so I, have, have, you, have you spread the word about this event to other, your, other friends? I've told everybody, I've been talking about it mm-hmm. since, since I signed up for it. Very cool. Uh, but I couldn't get anyone else to do it. And the, mm-hmm. and the guys I know that hunt, they're like, well, we don't do anything physical. I just sit in a chair all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that becomes the downside of it. But maybe you can maybe using this experience is if you get around any like when you're going through your, your drug rehab, maybe maybe meeting people as they graduate to the course and maybe hopefully they'll be able to have the flexibility to come up here and actually experience this and like you like you do the the, the, the what's the run to what? Uh, what's that charity event? Uh, back on my feet. Back on my feet. Maybe oh, you can yeah. do maybe bring somebody up here for that. Maybe we can find somebody that's like that's like find a reasonable price bow and get them out there, or better yet, just take them to an archery range and let them shoot and let them fall in love with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because actually, my running and it, it kind of started around the time I'm a recovering alcoholic. Okay. Um, which is why I'm getting into the counseling. You mm-hmm, know, why I have mm-hmm. that interest now. So I got into the running around the time that I got sober. Fair which enough. Was Twenty. Almost thirty years ago. Congratulations! It's, it's 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 not it's not easy. I have a friend of mine. That's, it's it's struggling with going trying to get stay clean, and he's moved out of his old triggers. He moved to a completely different area, and he's doing great. He's getting more vitamins vitamin D from the sun. He's getting out there going fishing. I introduced him to some of my friends in Florida. So it's like it gets him out of his head. It gets him out of the house. He's got a met a really great gal, but it's like I know the struggle of alcoholism because it's like I watched uh, my dad's uh, uh, girlfriend. She sweet as can be and it's like she just could never kick it went to rehab a couple of times but then just in, in the end it took her yeah that's that's it, mm-hmm. that's it. and she but, was such a good person such a good heart and it's just like it's just like i don't think she ever was able to get past the the loss that she experienced when she lost her husband and i think it's one of those things where it's like she just couldn't get out of her head and maybe she just wasn't seeking the right help or there wasn't the people around there wasn't um had enough experience to be able to better her sister that's what I'm thinking, because yeah. this is rural Iowa, so it's like trying to find somebody that's that has the experience of uh, recovering from alcoholism and then being able to, to be the, provide them that example. I don't think there was really anybody there because understanding the, the the community, it just wasn't there. And it's like and being in that in that area, it's like she needed to pull herself out of there, like actually move away from there, and maybe start something new, and it's something that she just couldn't do, especially with a couple of younger kids, because. Uh, all of her kids are right around the same age as I am, between 35 and 45. So it's like at the time in the 90s, growing up, you had to do what you had to do. But yeah, uh, yeah. women women actually have their own set of um, challenges trying mm-hmm. to recover from mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol and small kids and things like that. Um, and and the stigma 
for women mm-hmm. is is different than men. They have a whole different set of issues. I bet. I'm, 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 of course, being a male, I wouldn't. I would don't. I wouldn't even try to even feel what they go through because I mean that's got to be very difficult to go through that uh, type of um, trauma. I mean, and, and trying to recover that kind of damage you do to your body. It's like trying to get your mind back in the game. I'm watching these guys over here throw shoot the arrows here. It's like this. It's a couple of close ones, but not quite yet. Um, for those who are uh, listening here, it's like we're at there. They, there's a gentleman that brought in a clay pigeon type thing, but it's for shooting for arrows. You, you, you try to shoot it with your bow and arrow, and they throw them up in the air, large targets like that. And so far, I have not seen one stick yet. But uh, everybody has a chance to do it. It looks like a lot of fun. I am not accurate enough to try it, but at least the nice thing is like it's shooting away from everybody else, and it's like it's all timing. And what comes down to is like uh, with after going through, because a lot of people that were going went through the whole track like you did. They're still feeling all the fatigue and stuff like that, and it's like the nice thing is like it's like you're not gonna you won't have to worry about developing target panic. That's something that you're still new that you that you may or may not develop. And so what it is is that it's it's something that develops for target archers when it, when they're trying to, to to zone in on a pin using their pin and trying to zone in on something. Uh, something that really goes a good job of talking about it or writing about it is uh, John Dudley. He lives in in Iowa, and he suffered from. Uh, target panic for a period of time where it is is because he's, he also shot professionally across the world as well you being a traditional archer it doesn't really develop very much because it's like you still you have so much going on and so much concentration it doesn't happen as frequently oh that's interesting, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. interesting. yeah so it's like i knock on what i have been developing it, but I, I don't spend my time shooting targets like i don't i don't i don't i don't go to uh uh facilities and do target archery and stuff like that. I, I just go out and I just I shoot my targets I, I target but I don't I don't take it like seriously where I'd go and do the clubs and stuff like that because I just I want to have fun with it and I want to take it to that next level because if I do I'll get super addicted with it and that's like I, I, my biggest fear is is developing that so are you gonna stick with traditional archery or do you think you're gonna bridge into a compound bow um for right now traditional yeah I really like it you sh- you have some really good grouping very good grouping for how how short of time you've been shooting. Yeah, actually, I think I hit hit a good one in my last arrow. You did, you did, you hit it. I think it was either a ten or a twelve spot, and it was like it was perfect. It was <laughs> like that's awesome. And the, that was your last arrow going through all those challenges because I sat down with Eric Clark from the Where to Heart podcast, and I broke down all the different um, classes and such, and what kind of work workout they had to do and such. So it kind of gives the listener a good view of what they had to go through and to get to that final arrow it's like it's tough it's tough because i missed i missed two arrows when i was just practicing because it's like it's like you not used to exerting all that energy and then you have to calm your breath down and slow yourself down it's like you gotta you gotta take that walk to your your bow and arrow and breathe and focus and try to get as much oxygen back into you so this way when you draw back you're your pin's not moving back and forth or your arrows in your case your arrow moving back and forth yeah and also to j- just remember that the, the scoring is so much easier mm-hmm. than, than than running faster <laughs> you, you can't make that up that's true it's very uh, true so you taking your time is, is is important and one other thing that brian a tip that he told me when i was here a few weeks ago mm-hmm. he asked me if i ever shot a 3d course before and i okay. said no and he goes you should. Okay. <laughs> you don't just wing that one. So I, I've actually done that. So I'll, I'll, 
that was good advice. Oh, so you, sh you shot a 3D course before tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been, been going to one since he told me that. Oh, it's, great it's, to it's hear. It's a whole other ball game. So I, I, that was a great tip. That's something I learned that day. Was, That's good to hear. Yeah. Are you going to go out to Colorado for the finals? Or did you not qualify for it? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. We it it'll depend on tomorrow. I think. I believe so. And, it, yeah. and it, but it is also out there in Colorado too. But it's like that'd be really unique to see you go make it out there as well in the in the super master class because I think you you'd be a great inspiration for those who are out there and and to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I was pretty far back today, and that was just that group of mm -hmm. ten. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there are other supermasters. Oh, there was too as well. Through oh, the day, you can yeah. you can talk to Brian tomorrow afternoon after you get done with everything and see what what he thinks. But do you think you're going to come back to next year's event? Oh yeah, I love this. Is do you now? Um, rumor has it that they might be taking the train to hunt and turn it into like a franchise situation. So this way, then they can tell you what you need to purchase and get and get the get like a club like this going. Do you think you'd introduce something like this down in uh, Chicago? Uh, that I'm not sure because I'm not a hunter. You don't necessarily have to be a hunter, but just developing a course like this at an indoor range or some of that. Yeah, yeah, okay. If, if it seems like most hunters aren't interested in it, mm. the ones that I've talked to. That's true. Yeah, that's true too. But th that's where you try to go after the younger generation and maybe like looking at um, like high schools like that. The younger ones that are still physically fit and maybe try to get their parents out and some of that could be a worth a shot because I know. Um, Lacrosse archery, whale tail archery, a couple of different facilities here that uh, Brian has gone, done and done clinics and did a competition with. They they they've carried it they've carried it on at their own facilities to try to keep drumming in the bring light to the event. Like since they got in uh, backhunter country and anglers, they got uh, Vortex here and Kudu Point. I mean, all these sponsors that help keep bring this event to life. You know, so I mean, even the entry fee is not that expensive. Yeah, yeah, and and the combining. Archery with a physical, yeah, uh, it's CrossFit it's on steroids. Yeah, that's exactly. how I, that's how that's how it's that's how I'd sell it. I have a friend of mine up in Green Bay. I wanted to come down here. He would, he would just love this because it's like he does CrossFit, but it's like he's the only thing he's missing. It's bow and arrow, and it's like I always give him a grief on on Instagram and so I'm like that looks like a good archery range. You should try to try to convince him to put one in. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they get these massive open gyms and such, and it's like I, I'm sure it's a whole ball game of insurance to deal with to get something like that installed. But it'd be fun though, because I think because I think the CrossFit and merging with uh, archery is great because it's like you can shoot as many times as you want because you can't do CrossFit and um, with a, at a gun range. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, the, the skill. So mm -hmm. it's a skill event combined with mm -hmm. the physical. Uh, I love it. So, do you have like thirty seconds of motivations you want to spot up somebody? All from today. Yeah. yeah. Well, this. Um, you know, I found it when I was depressed. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get depressed after the surgery, mm -hmm. cancer surgery, mm -hmm. and um, made me happy. There you go. Thank you for that, Fred. I really greatly appreciate you coming up here from Chicago. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast as well. You you have a great day. Are you staying for the uh, uh, concert tonight? Yeah, I'll be here. And Wonderful. Th thank you, Jeff, for finding me again and <laughs> made me feel important. I was I was really I was really hoping to see you here too because it was like I was like it was part of my motivation was coming here and speaking with you again. This time a little bit long form conversation. So thank you, the audience for listening. Uh, please rate review us. If you find this information valuable, you can go to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Bucks of America podcast. So you guys have a great day.